you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at jmoneyismoney and in the Action Network app. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode for all the action in the National Basketball Association. A reminder that everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You get up to the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You can actually set line alerts so that you know when the line moves, which is crucial. And I'll be setting up a few of those on the games that we're going to talk about tonight. But as always, we'll just go ahead and get right into it. Jay, I'm going to need your best bets. I'll give mine, then we'll talk about them. What are your best bets for the Tuesday slate? Best bets, man. A rare five of them for me, man. Shooter, shoot. Maps, trifecta spots. You guys don't know what that is. It's taking the same team in the first quarter to, to cover the first quarter, the first half, and the full game line. So three plays in one game. Also taking the Pacers plus the one and Cavs minus three as well. Okay. I'm going to take the Cavs Knicks over that number currently as we record this on Monday night, sitting at 219. We'll see if a a a larger line pops overnight i will probably like it to any number that it gets to i have this projected at 228 so over 219 i'll get to the cap on why in a minute Uh, i'm also going to take the los angeles lakers they are uh plus four versus the los angeles clippers on tuesday night and i'll also sprinkle on the money line at plus 144 so let's go ahead and get started with yours so mavs first quarter first half full game Versus the Washington Wizards, a team that beat them when I did NBA bet stream when they were in Washington earlier this year. The Mavericks as a home favorite have been one of the worst teams in the league. Jay, why are you trusting this Mavericks team at home? 
Yeah, this isn't re any regular game, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, I mean, I, I used to, I spent 25 years in, in Dallas, so I have a little little info on the Mavs and how they think as well. Now, that last game where they I was on the Mavs, actually trifecta spot in that game on November, uh, November 10th when they lost in Washington. A little quick note, though, they did have to take a bus ride. It was a back-to-back. -back. They had to take a bus ride from Orlando up to Washington. They totally ran out of gas in the second half of that game, but they still came out there, covered the first quarter, first half. This is actually a triple revenge spot going back to last year as well um in the most recent of last year they lost 135 103 um luca has something against porzingis dinwiddie always has something against washington wizards as well um this is the f porzingis game in my opinion four straight home game for the mavs bounce back spot must win spot for the mavs here struggling right but um i do think there's some substance as well luca kind of calling out the team saying oh, i need help well in my opinion i think that the role players are going to take that to heart and come to play a lot better and they have the past couple games they blew out the heat by 25 points on that TV, and then they covered first quarter, first half versus Clippers, just couldn't get it done um, in the full game at that one. So this one, I like the Mavericks early. The first quarter should be coming out around minus two. I'm seeing three and a half fours out there for first half. I don't care. Four and a half um, a full game as well, minus the seven. I fully believe Mavs win this game by 15 to 20 points. All right. Well, let's start here. The Mavericks at home, 8-13-1, 38% against the spread as a home favorite this season. That is, uh, I believe, the worst mark in the NBA at home as a favorite. That's been a really rough spot for them. So you're going against that now. Like Some of those numbers will change over the course of the season, and it was even worse earlier. So they have ticked up a few of those. Um, and particularly, they've taken a little bit care of business when it's been bad teams. Um, as far as the motivational spot go, I will note that Kristaps Porzingis on the injury report listed out for this game. Now, that might mean that, hey, I'm getting better value as one of their better players, but that's obviously factored into the line. He's got a sprained left ankle. He will not be playing in this game. Christian Woods also out along with Maxi Klebus. This could be the Dwight Powell show along with some JaVale McGee minutes, which are always kind of dicey for the Mavericks. Uh, I want to look at what the Mavericks have been at home in the first quarter of the season. I want to take a look and see what that what they have done there. The Dallas Mavericks at home this season, 10 and 15 against the spread in the first quarter. First half spread at home. Dallas Mavericks have gone 12 and 12. So not not bad there, which is kind of a, a comforting point. Um, my number on this is exactly on the dot. Like it's seven and a half. Like I think this number is is completely reasonable. However, I will say this, like that seven and a half um is without the injuries for the full season. So let's take off like a point for Christian Wood. I'll give Christian Wood a point because he's pretty good. Like Maxi Kleba, Christian Wood's a point. So that gets us down to like, I've actually got minus 7.4. So that gets us like 6.4. Porzingis is probably worth a point and a half. So that gets us back up to eight. So I got like a half point value on this. Not enough for me to go in on it. Um, my only hesitation here is just like Dallas has been so damn unpredictable and hard to trust. Like I wrote about this in the trends piece on Monday in action. You can check it out on the action app. The reason that they are so terrible against the spread is that their underlying metrics say that this team should be better than it is. Like they're not losing by a ton. They're not per like their offense is they don't have one unit or the other really dragging them down. The numbers say that this team should be considerably better than it is. And yet they still find ways to lose. What's like beyond the Dinwiddie spot. I like in terms of the revenge spot without Porzingis playing What's like, what? What's the reason to think that this is going to be the the moment where the Mavs actually show up? 
Yeah, it's still a huge game for the Mavs here. And even though Porzingis is not playing, he's still sitting over there on the bench. And it doesn't matter. Dinwiddie and Bertans will always want to smash this Wizards team. They're down right now. They just traded Hachimura. And it's just think about this, uh, Matt. They're keeping Kuzma, but Kuzma has literally, literally told them that he's not going to sign the extension. He doesn't want to be there. And he's probably going to, you know what I'm saying? He's, he says he's going to test the market, right? So yep. he doesn't want to be there. They're still trying to keep him. We know that Bill would rather not be there. He's only there because they, they're paying him well. And no, there's no other team that really – that he wants to go to took him. So uh, there's a bet against here for the Wizards, in my opinion. I think and they're about to make another trade as well. But I think this is a buy low on the uh, Mavs. Um, and I think this is a sell on the Wizards here. Lost three straight for, uh, to the Wizards here. This is a big game for the Mavs. Um, they can really start turning things around. Four straight home game as well. So, yeah, I, I actually, to be honest with you, I think the first quarter is probably one of the best spots here. I think they get it going early. But uh, I see them being up by double digits at the end of the first quarter. Not, they're not looking back in this one. And if you want to, FanDuel Sportsbook, partner of the show. You know, you can same game parlay that. If you, if you like Jay's cap on it, you can just go ahead and put those two those together. Um, first quarter full game is minus 120. First half full game uh, is Put minus me down one for first quarter. Put me down for that first quarter full game as well, yeah. man. I want that, that minus 120. Yeah, because they just need to be up at the end of the first quarter, and they just need to win the game in that one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, give me that one. I like that too. All right, the sixth place for me, man. I like it. Pile it on, man. You're always so you've been you've been careful. Time to fire off. Uh, all right, give me your cap on the Cavs game, and then I'll give you why I like the total. Uh, you like the Cavs here minus three on the road versus the New York Knicks. Yes, sir. Give me the Cavs here. Donovan Mitchell, probable here. Revenge spot off a loss, 81 to 92 on December 4th. They didn't have Jared Allen. No one. They only scored 16 points in the first quarter. Lowest point total of the season, 81 points. Um, I see them busting out offensively. It actually goes well with your over. Uh, you look at the um, the Knicks as well, 0 and 4 straight up, and against the spread last four, really starting to um, really starting to, to to slow down. And they're missing Mitchell Robinson bad over the last three games without him. Dead last in defense in the NBA in this one. I think Mitchell. Definitely want to show out in MSG. Matt, is he from New York? I know that he loves the Mets. I'm pretty sure he's from, from New York, but I see Mitchell going crazy in this game. Uh Cavs, top to bottom, a better team in, in my opinion here. Give me the Cavs in a in the uh in the revenge spot, mice three in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he is from Elmsford, New York in Westchester County. So yes, that's sir. where uh he was born and he went to school in Connecticut at prep. But yeah, definitely a uh definitely a New York guy. That's why he was linked to the Knicks as much as he was. I'd look at his props. I don't bid a lot of props, and it's not official play, but um, I think Mitchell is going for 30 in his sleep tomorrow. A couple of things I like about this. Um, I've got this at 2.3, so a little bit under the number, but the Cavs numbers have been kind of suppressed because of the Mitchell industry the, or injury. They've been, haven't been as good lately. They went with Mitchell. They were much higher in my power rating, so that kind of leans towards this being a better number, maybe like, full strength this probably looks more like minus four so that point of value the other thing here that i think is really interesting is just like the knicks are horrible at home like they are just they're again these a few home court is so powerful in the league right now and yet like there's a couple of teams that are just garbage at home the knicks are 8 14 and 2 against the spread at home and that's including they have lost, they have against the spread. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ugh, two and seven in their last nine against the spread at home. So the Knicks do not do well, well here. It's probably the, the books are not going to shade it that far. 
in that direction. So this probably underestimates what their actual power rating should be on this game. If you factor in how bad the Knicks are at home, mine does factor in the Knicks being bad at home. They actually lose some points based off of being at home. They lose about two points here for being at home because of that performance. But even then um, I still kind of like, I'll say this, I lean your way. I may just play Cavs money line. I may be a coward and just play Cavs money line along with the total. I will say love the total here. Numbers 219. I got a 228.6. Mitchell back. The Knicks defense. So here, here's like an interesting thing. These power ratings are going to be based off of the full season performance. They'll make manual adjustments for how teams have played in the last 15, last 10, etc. But they're not going to be able to capture like the recency of the moment. That's where we find these spots. If a team is just really struggling on one end, you can take advantage of it. The Knicks are 27th in defense in the last two weeks. They've been top 10 over the course of the season. This is a top 10 offense defense. So their power rating is going to, that's why this is only three, right? Like Donovan Mitchell's back. This is a much better team. The Knicks are garbage at home and it's only three. Part of that is factoring a better Knicks defense. I think that we're going to see. And if we look back at kind of what's gone on this season, we do see that Cavs games have gone significantly over on the road. Knicks games have gone over at home. Knicks games, the over is 14 and 10 at 58%. The Cavaliers on the road, that one has only come out to 11 and 12. So that's been a lot worse. However, that's versus a much lower, uh, a much higher, a total that's two points higher. Their average total is 221, and they've still gone over that route. So I think, if nothing else, like the best kind of way to look at this is if the Knicks hang in this game, it's because their offense carries them. If the Cavs win this game, they might put up 120, 130 on the Knicks solo and go ahead and breeze over this number. So I'll play the over. And I might put together, I might do a little bit of a Knicks or a Cavs money line and the over um, there just for fun. I might put that one in as well. Uh, talk to me about the Indiana Pacers. This is a bold, the, the, this is a heat check from you right now, Jay Money, taking the Indiana Pacers without Tyrese Albert. Yeah, it's, he's he's close to being back, so at least practice out there. And I do think sometimes they give teams juice, seeing their guy close to coming back, right? They, knowing he's been out now. The Pacers have lost seven straight. I don't care, man. So I faded the Bulls today. I had the Hawks' first quarter and full game. I still like the Cab. Obviously, Hunter out before the game. That one really kind of pissed me off. But regard, the best defender on the team. But regardless of that, man, still a little pissed, but uh, it happens. I still think the Bulls are somewhat fade. Are they rested? Yes, but they did somewhat come off a little mini vacation going over their pairs right so i know they only played one game in six days but still had to fly two pairs and back home as well a little bit of jet lag so they it didn't show up today which they came out lackluster the talks just couldn't really take advantage of but i said they're gonna lose one of these games so back to back coming in off this spot i don't like it for it and i feel like that's why this line is super low as well you gotta give it to me right there man right i mean this line sitting at minus one for the bulls pacers no halliburton they've lost with seven straight games but the pacers are somewhere teetering on a win in my opinion if you saw the game versus the Phoenix uh, Suns, it was a really scrappy type of game. It went basically down to the wire as well. Uh, and the Suns are playing well right now at the, ha- at the house. Four times revenge game. They've lost four straight to the Bulls in this one. Lost earlier this year, 124-109, October 26th. Um, that line was minus seven for the Bulls with Halliburton in. Now this line coming all the way down to one. The line scaling says this line is all over Indiana Pacers. Looks super fishy as well. Um, I like the Pacers plus the one. It's a super ugly play. No one likes it but you know those are my favorite man i gotta respect it i i can't join you on it uh this i'll tell you this i have manually downgraded the pacers 2.8 points 
for the Tyrese Halliburton injury because be they are. I mean, I saw him up close and personal when they faced the Nuggets, and it, I mean, it was without Joker, and it, it was it was bad. It was bad. Um, it, their games resemble a pickup game. The the thing with the Bulls is that they play pretty organized. They're not always efficient. They're not always effective, but they play pretty organized, and they can actually defend, which is a really weird thing this season. Their problem is offense. Um, I can't get there. You know, here's what's funny though, because the Pacers have been so good at home, they have an extra two points over the over the average at home. I have the Pacers as like a slight, very slight favorite here, even after the downgrade. Okay. Okay. If I was getting a better, I'll say this. If this number goes up, if we're recording this on Monday night, if I wake up on Tuesday and the injury report is the same, but the market is like, no, 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 like the Tyrese Halliburton less Pacers are trash. And this goes two or three. I will play money line Pacers. I don't want the points. I just want the money line. I don't want it like it, I will say I will also indicate this. I have started if it is I wrote about this on uh, two weeks ago on trends. If it's less than four, I am just taking the money line because the four has been a key number for when teams will foul or not foul this season. Teams will foul if they're down if they're down three, obviously one game. The, the But as soon as it gets to four, I've seen teams inside 10 seconds down four. Right out. Just like, oh, well, done. You can go. It's fine. We lost. I'm a, my only thing on that, and I, want, I just want to say two things real quick. You don't – now, the thing why the Pacers have been bad, you don't want Buddy Hill dribbling the ball, like, ever. Like, yeah. just catch the ball and shoot. So, I think that can be some substance. But Nimhard did sit a couple of those balls, uh, games out. But uh, Nimhard and McConnell really should be the only guys handling the ball. I don't ever want to see – I'd rather Turner bring it up than Buddy Hill. But only other thing I'll say other than that, but I did take OKC earlier this year, plus two versus the Heat. Um, And it was a game where I had the Mavs plus one versus the Bucks as well. Mavs lost by one and that one and it's kind of crazy because i split them and so i lost the ones that i had the plus 100 money line trying to get the better value and i and i won the obviously tied the one at plus one so it saved me but versus yeah. the thunder they were plus two they lost the game by one and i did take a little sum on the money line plus 110 lost that one with the bits on the plus two cash so personally my rule is if i understand what you're saying as far as like a roi but i just feel like if you're getting points i always take them because you never know could, uh, how close the game could be if anything i just split the uh split the wages they way because obviously if you're going to win a money line you're going to win both of them i think if you're night to, if you're a night tonight better take the money line because you're gonna have other spots so you don't need to go ahead and tie up two bets on one game because you're gonna bet enough if you are more selective and you're only gonna play a couple times a week yeah go ahead and take the take the spread the money line give yourself the insurance you can cash both and it gives you a nice little bonus on top of it if you hit both uh by the way for the pacers andrew nimhart questionable uh, with the non-COVID illness. It is an illness, though, so Nimhart might be back, and that would be big for this. If he gets cleared, that will get... If, that's especially, like, if he gets cleared and the line moves towards Chicago, I will absolutely be on the Pacers' money line. Last thing, man, DeRozan did just come back his first game in a while in Paris, right? And then he played today, whatever, on, on Monday. So, possibly... The Rosen maybe uh, could be on the interport, possibly, and they could possibly definitely overlook the Pacers as well. I'm only looking Pacer. I know that much. One thing I, I may, I also may, I will say, I kind of like the under in this game. Um, under in games without Tyrese Halliburton, I think, are heading towards five and two. 
Um, it's been a good spot this year that basically they can't score efficiently. Like all of their weapons don't make sense if they don't have Hallie orchestrating things. Uh, Bulls defense is a little bit better than expected and the Bulls are on a back-to-back. By the way, I will say this, Bulls this season on the second night of a back-to-back on Sega Baba, 5-2-1, against the spread this season. So they've done well in those spots. Over-under is 4-4, four four, so I don't have an edge there. Although the total for the for their average total on second nights of a back-to-back is 227.8, which is quite a bit lower than this number at 230. I'm going to wind up on the under. That's that's what's going to happen. I'm going to I will I'm not going to bet it now. It's not best bet for the night. I'm going to be on the under by the end of it. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. My only other best bet on the night is going to be the Los Angeles. I want to talk about one more after this, but my best bet is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers plus four. So here's what we got with the Clippers. Um, In 2023, the year of our Lord, 2023, all 23 days of it as we sit here on Monday night, the Clippers have only beaten teams from one state, Texas. That's it. They've beaten the Mavericks twice. They've beaten the Spurs and they've beaten the Rockets. So, the two worst teams in the Western Conference and the Mavs, who they have voodoo magic against. This is a Clippers team that's back to full health. I totally get that. I'm willing to give them an upgrade for that. I'm willing to give them a multiple point upgrade for having Kawhi and PG back. Look, power rating, I make this Lakers minus six. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what to tell you. The Clippers are garbage. They have the 29th ranked offense in the NBA. That's who they've been. And if you want to say, like, that's a ridiculous number that's based off of their early season performance, you have to adjust it. Fine. Like, I'll give you Kawhi, PG, Norman Powell back, and they're playing better, and all of these other things. I'll give you five points of value, and I'm still at a pick em. I'm still at pick em here. Obviously, it's good. Like it is legit home court here because the Lakers are always going to have the advantage versus the Clippers in terms of home court advantage. Crowd's going to be heavily against them. Clippers are coming off of travel. Lakers have been at home. Like I don't know what to tell you. So I'm going to go ahead and take the points plus four, and I'm going to go ahead and take the money line. I can't reach a point where the Clippers have have proven this season to be at any point deserving of being a four point favorite on the road. It's not on the road. It's in LA. I get it. They're in their own beds. I get it. I can't get to the Lakers have been this fine. You want to throw out all the numbers? You want to get rid of all that? I'm okay with that. That's fine too. The Lakers have 25 losses. The Clippers have 24. 
These two teams are even. There's no justification for the idea that the Clippers should be a four-point favorite in this spot against the Lakers. I have to play the number, Jay. I couldn't talk you off. I mean, I lean Lakers here as well. I might have to join you. Uh, it's Lakers or none for me. They have, you know, I, I like my revenge spot. So they've lost nine straight games to the Clippers here. So, I mean, what two this year and, and, and nine straight historically. So, I mean, you got to, can only look towards Lakers here. Uh, Clippers are nine and one against the spread over the last 10 in the meetings as well. But uh, that's what I have written down, man. Nine times revenge, double time, double revenge from this year. I'm only looking Lakers. I agree that the Clippers, um, obviously, I mean, uh, I don't think they should be laying four here. I could it's, uh, I could argue that this could be closer to a pick'em type of game. I just I don't I don't want I, Lakers or nothing. Four and one against the spread last five games. It was a huge win as well. Coming versus uh, versus the Blazers as well. So that was a huge spot. Lakers or nothing. I, I don't know if I'll bet it though. I have all the, the like all the numbers tell me that I've got to bet this game. All the numbers say that this this shouldn't be this big of a difference. I, I'm just gonna tell you like if this was if this was minus two, I'm probably not gonna bet it. I'm like oh it's fine, right? But I'm at four. I'm at four full points on the Lakers with this five. differential. Came down. Yeah, so that's fine. I'll, t- I'll grab the extra point, too. So that's where I'm at for this game. Um, one more I want to talk about. Nuggets-Pelicans. I've been looking forward to this spot all for like a week, and I'm pretty bummed that the number has come out where it has. <laughs> it popped at Pelicans minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Look. I'm I I cover the Nuggets here in town. I'm in Denver. I will just tell you what I think. Okay, this is I haven't spoken with anybody. I like their medical staff is a completely obtuse wall. Like there is no way for me to get any sort of information out of their medical department. Nikola Jokic has hamstring tightness. No one in the organization, not David Adelman, who's acting coach, not any of the players. Nobody has indicated that this is a long term issue. It's hamstring tightness that's it it's just discomfort now they get to to take a slow approach here because they're number one in the western conference so they get to be like yeah joker set out these two games we can lose a thunder game it's no big deal joker does not he he the only time that he really kind of gets itchy is after a loss he does like he gets a little bit like no no no, we can't like can't start having these losing streaks because he knows that they can spiral um They've got a back-to-back. He's probably going to rest versus, like, players will probably rest versus the Bucks. I would count on Joker missing probably one of the two with the injury. I wouldn't be shocked to be played in both. But if they're going to get one, you want to get one versus the Pelicans, who are a top-six team in the Western Conference, who have been a bug in their ear, who are a potential playoff team. You want to get this one. This is the one that matters more. So I think Joker plays. And the minute the Joker's ruled in, if, if on Tuesday morning – the injury report and Joker's been upgraded to probable. He could still miss, but if he gets upgraded to probable, this line flips completely. This line flips to probably Nuggets minus two and a half is like realistically what his value is to the spread. At that point, I want Pels. I want Pels for a number of reasons. Nuggets have been at home. They've been comfy at home for weeks. They have played almost the entirety of their schedule for the last two months at home. They've played a few one-offs, but for the most part, they've been home. This is the first game of a road trip. Okay. So they're getting out of their comfort zone. Then you got this one, which I think is just like my favorite random ass stat of the season. And you can argue about what the reason is for it, but I think it's really interesting regardless. After you play the Oklahoma city thunder, the game after you play the thunder, you are 14, 28, and four against the spread this season. 
33%. If you say like, that's gotta be just like random. It's year over year. It was the same in last year too. Like the, the thunder, the last three seasons have been one of the worst teams after it's them and the bucks because they're a pain in the ass to play. They play discipline. They play good defense and they're physical with a lot of guys with length. If you want the examples of this, the last three. Okay. The nets play the thunder. The next game, they lose outright to the spurs. The Pacers play the Thunder. They get thumped by the Nuggets. The Kings play the Thunder. The next game at home, they lose to the Philadelphia 76ers outright as a favorite. So the Nuggets here face the Thunder. Now they've got the, got the Pelicans on Tuesday. I want to wait. Uh, MPJ probably misses this game with personal reasons. He's got some 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 pretty rough stuff going on with the family. But Joker, I think that there is a decent chance that he plays. And if he plays, I will absolutely be on Pelicans. If he doesn't play and this line moves towards Pels, it's a no play. That's my read on it, Jay. Uh, I, me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if he did play. This line kind of tells me that he probably doesn't play. And me personally, man, with a hamstring, usually when I see anything with ham, hamstring or Achilles, that kind of tells me they want to do it slow because you don't want anything major to happen, right? You got championship aspirations. You don't want any type of major strain because that could really, it could really hamper you for like a year, to be honest with you, man. But and definitely don't want to ask guys like Paul George, man. But regards to that, this is what I have on this game, man. Pelicans here, this is a must-win type of spot here for the Pelicans, in my opinion. And Somewhat like the Pacers, they've been really struggling. It's almost the almost the same uh, with the uh, as the Pacers. But regardless, Brandon Ingram is starting to practice, starting to get close. Like he's doubtful for this game. He's probably going to play in the next game, so he's super close to coming back. They could juice the guys up, but in must win J mode here, man. Last uh, last home game, they got smoked by thirty points in the wire to wire loss versus the Heat as well. So they own home fans. They've lost their last two home games as well. They did beat the Nuggets earlier this season, one twenty one, one hundred six, December fourth. But Zion Williamson did have 25 points in that game. But you said it, uh, Nuggets, first game of back-to-back. And that's a horrible spot, uh, man. They have to travel to, from New Orleans up to Milwaukee, man, on a back-to-back. It's not it's not necessarily one of the best of spots as well. Nine-game winning streak, uh, snap, first game on the road after five straight home games. It's only their second uh, road game this uh, this year, to talk in 2023. Nine of their last 10 games have been at the house. 11 of the last 13 have been at the house for the Nuggets. I think they might struggle now that they're going on the road here. But this is their easiest game of this road trip, right? Bucks and then Philly. I'm not sure that, but Pelicans minus one and a half kind of tells me that Yoke, we know that Porter's probably out. It kind of tells me that Jokic may be out here. I'll say this. If Yoke is out, it's a no play. Like I'm not betting. I'm not, I'm not betting on the, on the Pelicans without Joker. Um, When you, the last thing that I'll say, this is my main thing. He's won back-to-back MVPs, right? Right before that, it was Giannis MVP. So he, in my opinion, you're going to want to show out versus the Bucs. That's just the way I see it. But they hadn't been, you'd think that they take the Western Conference team more serious, but those spots had really been, been hidden this season, man, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, they may flip it too. What they may end up doing is they rest Joker on the first leg of the back-to-back and then play and then rest, like, don't play Joker on the first night. He plays versus Milwaukee. Jamal Murray plays versus the Pelicans and then sits versus the Bucks. Like, I could see that happening. That gets Joker an extra night of rest uh, and it gets you in a situation where one of your two stars is playing so you're not without both of them on the back-to-back. That might be the way that they go about it. I will wait and see, but, but ha- keep an eye on this line tomorrow um because there's a lot of things that you know if brandon ingram gets ruled in it's going to move the other way there's a lot of ways that this could go um i want to bet pels here but unfortunately that line minus one and a half i cannot get 
on board with it. Even without Joker, I I'll say without without Joker at Pell's minus one and a half, I would still probably lean Nuggets based off of like they've actually won some games without Joker. Haven't won them on the road. That's important, except for the Clippers game. But they've been better and the Pelicans are in a real spiral. If BI and Zion both or Zion's gonna be out, if BI doesn't play in this game and he's I think doubtful, then I I just don't know if the Pelicans are are I don't know if the Pelicans deserve to be a point and a half favorite versus the Nuggets, even without Nicola. This is still a pretty good team. If Joker doesn't play, I'd take the Pelicans in a heartbeat. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. So to recap, Jay likes the Mavs trifecta, first quarter, first half in the full game. He likes the same game parlay on the full game and the first quarter. Uh, he likes the Cavs minus three, and he'll take the Pacers at home getting one point versus the Bulls. I like the Cavs Knicks over. I like the Lakers plus four, and I'll be on the New Orleans Pelicans if Joker plays and this line goes the other direction. I'm also probably going to be on uh, I'm going to be on that Bulls Pacers under, I think for sure. All right, it's going to wrap it up for Best Bets. Make sure to follow along in the Action Network app. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hit those five-star reviews. You can find a version of the show on YouTube or in the Action Network app. You can follow Jay on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.